That was Benjamin Hastings. So I googled um, Old Lang Syne Jillian Edwards. Jillian was a former UBC musician, I would call her. Oh, cool. She married Stephen Curtis Chapman's son. Okay. She is bonkers talented. I mean, like, we were just talking about Carrie Underwood. I'm surprised she hasn't had a similar trajectory being picked up by somebody huge. I mean, she's made it in Nashville, but... I feel like she should be a national sensation. I also yeah, think maybe Carrie she... Underwood was um, the show, American Idol. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, I'm surprised something that hasn't happened for Jillian Edwards. Mm-hmm. She, we did a Christmas for Kenya album when we were going to Kenya back in the day. Uh-huh. And um, she, like, in 10 minutes, recorded all things on whatever digital component we had in 2008, nine. Sure. And it was just stunning. I mean, it was just breathtaking. Right, yeah. And I have a copy of it somewhere. Hmm. But I Googled her name, Oling Zine, and she is on this playlist called crazy christmas mick but the old Zine cover was by benjamin hankins mm. that's who we heard from taylor you know why i did that because it's a new year it's our new year it's our episode theme we're going to mm. look at the last year it's going to be dynamite dynamite, dynamite. Mm-hmm. you know what i got a, i'm getting over a little sickness yeah um the tests tell me it wasn't covid yeah yeah did you go take one or do you have a home one I had an at-home test I took before the New Year's Eve when my symptoms were at their worst. Yeah. And um, I'm like, well, we might, may need to cancel this party. Right, sure. Um, I had a small get-together, which is also relevant because I wrote trivia for our game night that night. Right. And that's going to be featured as a discussion prompt in the second half of the show. Featured heavily. But uh, all that to say, if I sound a little funny in the voice here. I feel like you, um, it's the least you've sounded that way all week. Yeah, it's I'm on the mend, as they say. On the mend. I think I'm. Marty well, got something as well. Yeah, there's a, another thing going around aside from COVIDs. I think that's not COVIDs. Yes, Marty thought she had strep throat, but I don't think that's. I what thought it was. for a hot second mine was strep throat too, but it was just because I talked too hard one night. <laughs> you talked too. Hard? Well, it was the night I was doing trivia. I, was, oh, I, I read sure, all sure, the sure. questions. I was leading the game night with Lindsay, and um, yeah. So, but I'm on the mend. Thank God for the immune system and the design of the body. Thank God. Thank the Lord Jesus. Amen. Who is embodied and incarnated again this year. About, <laughs> again? About 10 days old. Yeah. Let's see, what's today? Tuesday? Yeah, 10 days old. 12 Jesus on a pivot. only ever turns one. Yeah, well, and I don't then, know how, how and I look at it. it starts over. Alpha and Omega, beginning and first and last, eternal yeah. and incarnational. Christmas, um, Easter. I mean, I think it does hit, you know. I've talked to you about a few things. Great. So I was listening in the, the car a lot of time for podcasts. Okay. And I did Planet Money, which is a show I enjoy. Sure. They talked about the um, the labor shortage. Right. Um, and 
there was this really interesting story. This isn't the point of me talking about this. Where this lady in Paris had a startup she was doing. She felt like she was going to lose her employees. Mm-hmm. So she literally just said to everybody, you take a week, two weeks, come back, tell us what you think you should make, and then explain to us how you're going to add value to the company and why you should make that. And they did it, and it worked. <gasps> like, and I was surprised. I'm like, okay, everybody's just going to ask for $10 million. She no, said, nobody's going to ask for $10 million. Well, I'm using it verbally, but like one person did ask for substantially more, yeah. and they talked about it, and they agreed that she they really needed her and she was worth it. And another person said... No, no, I don't want to make any more money because I really value leaving at five o'clock. Right. And all, and it was like just it forced. It was like I don't know that it worked everywhere, but it felt like it made people think hard about what they're worth. Yeah. And then also kind of be their own bosses. It empowered them. Right. Interesting experiment. Here's my point, though. Okay. So, um, I was thinking about the fact that there is labor shortages, and how now I see fifteen dollars advertised all the time. Yeah. In places I never thought I'd see $15 advertised. Ooh, like where? Um, well, I'm one, like, you know, Walmart. Yeah. My nephew works at Walmart in like Elk River, Minnesota. Uh-huh. And this is like last year before he went to college. So uh-huh. he's like 18. It's like a high school job. Yeah. And he, granted, he was like a stalker or something, but he was making $18 an hour. Yeah. So anyhow, here was my thought. Okay. Did Biden actually achieve minimum wage raise through the stimulus checks. I mean, that's too short-sighted to say the labor shortage is because of stimulus checks. But was this ultimately, I mean, I don't think he intended to do this, but incidentally, right? is this what happened? Um, What a great question. So um, here's my, my point. This is where I'm ultimately going. Okay. I go back to my Amazon thing. Sure. If you want to change things, don't purchase from them. If sure. you want to change wages, don't work. Like, everybody don't work. Then they have to pay more. Yeah. So if well, I everybody think it's boycotts like, Amazon, you could change Amazon. Yeah. But I do think it's like, you know, the Kellogg's workers did a strike over, like, I think it was, like, October, starting in October, November. Uh-huh. And then they got, Kellogg's gave in in December. Yeah. I don't, I still don't get understand. So Reagan busted the, the, um, airline, air traffic control union in, mm-hmm. like, 81. Sure. And that, to me, is like 100 times more dangerous than Kellogg's. Right. I don't understand why the Kellogg's owner just is like, all right, see everybody. I'm going to hire 100 new employees. I'm gonna Cause, well, because they had a union. But what does that mean? Uh, I guess <laughs> I don't understand this. Well, if, I think when you have a union. Is it, if you have a union, it means they can't hire people to different than you that to work for the com- company they own? If you have a union, I think, it's my understanding, and this could be wrong, cause I, because I feel like truly by the time I was born, there weren't. Like, unions weren't really a thing anymore. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, Which I think is really dangerous. I think there should be... I'm very pro-union. Yeah. Um, but I think it's like the union has a deal with the company that like... But it's not a legal contractual deal. I think it is. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it is. We need a, a economist on here. I want to, yeah. Who's I want? Who knows a lot about unions? I want to talk to them. There's a guy named North. I don't know if he's still around. His Charles name is North. North. Charles North. Oh, his last name is North. Yeah, he wrote a wonderful book called. Uh, I've read it. Good intentions. Oh, okay. I've talked to you about it. It's where the yeah the nets given for free in Africa were used as fishing things instead of mosquito nets. But if you had charged people a dollar, they were used the right way. 
Right. It's how incentive shapes people's thinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would love to know how unions work. Me too. Because, like, Scott Walker was elected governor in Wisconsin in 2008, I think. Uh-huh. And he, like, broke the unions. That was the big thing he did. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was a political move. Or he, he stripped them of their collective bargaining rights is what it was technically. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's like if I owned a business mm-hmm. and the union wanted to unionize, like, like it's like economics, like, right? Like I give them all $3 an hour raises, which they're asking, which will cost me $500,000 over the course of the year. Mm-hmm. I shut down for production for a month, which I lose $250,000 mm-hmm. and I hire a bunch of new people. Yeah, but I do think it's, yeah, yeah. I guess it's like something like that. And it is like, I know they said Kellogg's had, Kellogg, Kellogg mm-hmm. had brought in some non-union workers. Yeah. So it's like, I think they can do some of that, but okay. I don't, so I don't quite understand, but I do think at the end of the day, it's like, I mean, but it's also on film sets. Like if you hire too many non-union workers, it like can't be considered some, I don't, do you know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, and who knows how that, if that, again, it's about the legal language. Because, like, with mm-hmm. with Reagan, the air traffic controllers all strike. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, okay. And he went and got a bunch of military people, retired people, and, like, piecemealed this thing together. Right. And eventually the thing fizzled. I just don't understand why a business owner wouldn't do that every time. Well, that's what I'm saying. But I do think it's the, well, right. And it's like you said with the guy from Wisconsin. Like, it is the bargaining power that they have. And I don't quite understand where the power comes from. Well, I, I could see an implicit power in that like your whole union, your whole workforce just didn't show up one day. It's it's expensive and hard to hire people. Right, And yeah. get things going and train and all that. So it's but like... But surely it's not just that. But I thought it was just the power of their togetherness kind of, right? I don't know. No, we got to find this out. Maybe I bet there's different types of We should of get to the bottom of this. There's got to yeah. be, yeah. Okay. Well, I have another mystery for us to solve. Okay. Or uh, that I solved. So remember we were talking about Home Sweet Home Alone? Yes. And we said, oh, there's definitely a three, but I think that was four. Mm-hmm. No. There's a four? There's Home Alone three. There's Home Alone four. There's Home Alone... Like, there's two more, I think, remakes. Okay. And then there was this one. But there's um, like Home Alone four has Scarlett Johansson in it. Oh. You, Do you know what? I remember that. You you remember this now? Yeah. I'm Googling here. Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Lost New York, Home Alone 3, Home Alone 4, Home Alone Holiday <laughs> Heist. What? Um, that's like that's five. They came in 2012. And then Home Sweet Home Alone. So there's six total, including the one that came out this year. Yeah, Home Alone 4 came out in 2002. Interesting. Um, oh, wait, so wait, Home wait. Alone Heist. Oh, no, no, no. Home Alone 3 has Scarlett Johansson. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I Yeah, I remember a, a Home Alone movie that Scarlett Johansson was in. Yeah, Home Alone 3. That was 97. She was probably in it because she wasn't a big deal yet. Right, yeah. Uh, 2007? Yeah. No, 97. Like, oh, 97. Yeah. Yeah, surely. Beginning of her career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She might have been... I mean, she was like a, a teenager, I think, or something. You know what's weird? I was reading up the synopsis. Mm-hmm. So Home Alone 3, total different actor. Still directed by John Hughes, but... um. The kid plays Kevin McAllister again. Oh, weird. And now they're like, they, they're not they, even. They didn't try and make it Kevin McAllister. Right. That makes sense. It's been 20 years. It's like Bond. Know, more than 20 years. Different, um, different, uh, like people keep playing Bond. Yeah, that's true. The, the, 
uh, eternal nature of Kevin McAllister. Well, oh. I just thought you'd want to know that. We also got something else wrong from our last episode I caught that I'll tell you later when we're doing trivia. Okay. Um, That's exciting. Hey, Baylor won the Sugar Bowl. They did. That's a... I think am I, is this right? It's the first twelve first win twelve one season season. That's not insignificant. Yeah, it, they kept also saying that it's the first like BCS New Year's Eve bowl win. Yeah, but I thought we already had one. Who but. do you? Okay, well, here's a question for you. Okay, Matt Rule, uh-huh. Dave Miranda, uh-huh. Art Bryles. Yeah. Who do you think is the best coach? Now, before you answer that, um, obviously, I'm not talking about moral exemplars. Sure. Who's the best football? Execution coach is my question. Mm, I never feel like I understood. I guess I think I have to say Aranda. Really? Yeah, because I never quite understood. I feel like with Matt Rule, it could have been luck. Oh, I I I totally agree. That 11-win season? Yeah. That was a whirlwind. It could have been. Yeah, exactly. Um, And... So they I mean, I just do, like, I know that. Um, wait, go back to Matt Rule once. Okay. They lost in the regular season to Oklahoma, finished 11-1, played Oklahoma again then the next week in the championship, or 11-2. Uh-huh. And did they lose the Sugar Bowl that year, too? They did to Georgia. Georgia, okay. Mm-hmm. So they were 11-3. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, yeah, I would. I think I would rank them. This is where I'm going to be very unpopular. Very popular? Unpopular. Unpopular. Bryles, Aranda, Rule. Yeah. Give Aranda more time. I've just not been impressed with an Aranda offense yet. Um, certainly he, but he is a defense guy. Yeah. Um. Uh, but I do think culture is an important part of a team. Oh yeah, for do you know sure. what I mean? For sure. And I feel like Aranda has that in spades. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's part of what turned them from a whatever two and whatever team to a 11, 12 and. Two. One, two team. Um, and I don't know. You know, at the time, would I have said that about Bryles? Maybe. That he has a good culture going on. But, like, you know, we know what we know now. And so I, I just feel like those Bryles teams would put up six, 700 yards with some of the most dynamic, exciting passing games I'd seen in college football. I mean, those offenses were insane. And, yes, I know they lost, uh, what, Fiesta Bowl to UCF, which was Really disappointing. Uh-huh. And I know they lost the whatever bowl to Michigan State that was. Yeah. Um, that was a – like it was a New Year's Six game. I don't remember which one it was. Was it like Peach Bowl or something? Anyways. Um, but they were – they had that game handedly, and then Michigan State played crazy in one. My point being that the Bryles teams, I felt like on a given day, could have hung with like, like an Alabama or something. See, that's how I feel about this team. Yeah, see, no, I think they'd get shellacked. No, I don't think so. Okay. The defense is so good. Like, it truly is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And the Big 12 is kind of moving, moved in that direction anyways. Yeah. But, like, um, I think what the way I feel is the those Bryles games were so exciting. Oh, gosh, they were so much fun to because, watch. Because, well, and you just didn't quite know. And Do you I know what like I mean? Like, you're like, like are they going to go off enough to, like... Six or seven great receivers. To win, yeah. No, no, the offense was crazy. Yeah. But that's how I feel about the defense on this team. It's like... Yeah, it's such a different game they're playing now. Right. I mean, the defenses at Baylor weren't always bad, and Phil Bennett got picked on, but it's like they just were on the field so much because the offense would take two seconds to score. Right. But I just feel like... Um, Lake Seastrunk, man. Oh, my gosh. It was it was exciting. 
But Corey um, Coleman's still one of the best college receivers I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. That guy. But it um I do feel like every game was like sort of uh surprising. Mm-hmm. Like if we won it felt like such a surprise. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas with this like Dave Aranda team, it feels more like Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And because because of the defense, I think because of like the evenness of the team like the offense isn't doing crazy things but it's not bad right and um and so i you know there was only one game that i went into feeling like we are gonna lose this game and it's gonna be really disappointing and it was the tcu game i just like had a gut feeling you had the feeling yeah i I knew that i knew it i mean i didn't know we were gonna lose but i i understand your feeling yeah and it was like because we rivalry game yes and they were so you know all the gary patterson stuff had happened and i just thought like it's not gonna go like it sounds like it should go in our favor Mm -hmm. and it's not it's gonna work against well i'll say this if i'm um if i'm a, a texas kid i am in high school football right I mean, yeah, it might be exciting to, but like, who's going to want to fly to Florida and then go out to Georgia in the same season? You know, whereas if I can yeah. um, I right. go to Tech and I can play in Houston and I can play in TCU, right? Maybe get an SMU non-conference game, right? Like that's great for my family, right? I, I might, I might pick Baylor. Yeah, they're on the rise. I think so too. Yeah. I mean, and it's like I just you know looked at it. On whatever Sunday, Monday, whenever we Saturday yeah. was when the game was, and it's like like we finished ranked seven in the nation. Like that's nothing to sneeze at. Do oh you know no, what I mean, is that and, why we finished seventh? Mm-hmm. I thought we'd jump up like two or three spots, to like four. Or, I mean five or six. Well, oh sorry, I guess I meant before the game. Oh yeah, okay, I didn't look yet. Um, I guess the rankings aren't over either because Georgia and. Alabama. Talk about a disappointing national championship. I know. Truly. That's not fun. I don't want to watch I that. I wish that the, the one job I want, would take right now is commissioner of the NCAA to realign conferences. Ooh, that would be and, fun. And be put in charge of um, boycotting the SEC. <laughs> I do? Yeah. Oh, were you happy that Notre Dame lost? Yeah, I was happy Notre Dame lost. <laughs> but it's kind of like, I almost feel bad for their players because of Chip Kelly. Okay. Or Brian Kelly. Right. Well, but also it's like... Um, you know, I watched the Alabama A and M game where they lost, mm-hmm. and it is like I hate them. They're not yeah. the players, but the team. Right. You know, like yep. it's so stupid. Yep. And then when you're watching the game and they're losing, yeah. and it's like you know they are on a team that's like literally never supposed to lose. Yeah, you feel so sad for them, right? Or I do, anyways. Well, I'll say two things. One, the SEC did not fare great in the bowl series as a conference. No, they're below five hundred right now. They're going to finish that way because they have to win and lose again, right? Which is just great. Yeah, and I don't have to endure the SEC chance. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is, watch out for the Baylor Bears next year. I think so, and it's—I mean—it's really exciting time to be a Baylor fan. Like the men and the women's basketball teams, and the, the Big Ten, or the yeah, the Big Ten was five and zero oh until um, the last day of the till New Year's Day. Oh, it's really? Kind of disappointing, yeah. Um, I heard that the Pac-12 did really poorly. Well, that's not a surprise. <laughs> Utah almost beat Ohio State. I watched that game. Yeah. And I actually was sad. I wanted I, I wanted Utah to beat. I Ohio don't like State. Ohio State. I just wanted Big Ten to win. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. Men and women's basketball. Well, we should say men's basketball. Men really. Women yeah. lost again. I know. 
Uh, also, you know what I'm keeping my eye on? Who? LSU. They're basketball? They're looking good. They are? Yeah. They're going to keep climbing. Keep sure. your eye on that. At some point here soon, I think they're going to surpass Baylor in the rankings. Right. So they're, I think, 12-1. and one. But also, it makes like, sense. Coach, yeah, no, she's a, coach a great change, coach. You know, like, she's a great coach. Well, but also, like, the new coach from the WNBA, like, you know. Yeah. You have to figure out. She's working with students that she didn't. Choose, you know, like it's hard. Well, I'll tell you what, I, men's basketball team has surprised me, though. I didn't think they'd be good, this good again this year. Okay, that's what I told my brother. And then he keeps accusing me of, like, not being a fan. It's not about being a fan. It's about who we lost. Mikhail Teague. Yes. What was his name? Jared Allen? No. Uh, what's the guy's name? Somebody Allen, I think. No, not Allen. And then um, the defensive guy. That was so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> How quick we forget. Yeah, truly. <laughs> Mikhail Teague. Maceo. Maceo? Maceo Teague. Oh. Maceo Teague. And then, well, that's, but that's the way I felt at the beginning. I can of the year. see like both the, of them. The people, the people we lost were just like, yeah. How so. do you, and then, boom, Scott Drew. Wow, that guy. Yeah. NBA's going to come knocking. He's figured it out. You oh. know what I had thought, though? Do you think he'll go? I don't, I don't know. I mean, Scott Drew, more than any other coach that's come through here, seems to me to be a guy that thrives in Baylor's culture. Yeah, and I th- I think we might have found a similar football thing with Dave Aranda. I don't know about Dave Aranda. I know he's feel goody. I don't know what his religious disposition. I'm talking about like Scott Drew. I'm not going to say the, the church on here. But oh, like, I see. He's a Baptist going. Yeah. Like I think the regions in him probably see eye to eye and things. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I thought you know what I've thought before that what? I thought Dave Aranda has the composure, like the personality of a UBCer. Oh really? I have thought that. Yeah. I don't know him well enough. He seems internal to me, like an introvert kind of. He's very thoughtful. Reflective, yeah. Well, we have many of those, though. No, I know, but. But yeah. also, like, the all the stories, the Berenstein Bears, the Velveteen Rabbit. Yeah, the... I take him more as a Presbyterian, I think. Ah, I see. Okay. Yeah. Anyhow, well, congratulations to all the sports teams. You made it super fun for us, the fans. We are grateful. Yeah. We know that comes with a lot of hard work. It's not yes, easy. truly. And to do it the right way is, is just. All the all the better for us. Mm-hmm. We think we don't know. We can't see behind the scenes, but it looks looks good. Yeah. Hey, I was driving to yeah. um, to Wisconsin, right? And we're in Poria, Kansas, which is off thirty five. Uh, it's not quite halfway. It's almost halfway. Kansas City's halfway. Okay. And there was this gigantic, mm-hmm. and I mean biggest I think I've ever seen, orange moon, hanging over the city. Oh, okay? cool. So like we drove into the city. I love when the moon looks. Yeah, crazy. it's wild, and we we ate dinner. And like, I came out an hour later, and it was now much further away, almost a normal size, had changed color. Right. I'm like, how does the moon do that? I don't know. Right. It's not all about perspective, but what's happening when I see right. it, and it looks like I can literally like run and jump and catch it while it's so low to the ground. I don't know. Should we also have like? We a, need an astrologist. An astrologist. Or is that what you're into? Astrology. We need no. an astronomer. Mm, yeah, I'm into astrology. That's what I said. An astronomer. Yes, that's right. An we astronomer. need an astronomer to explain to us that. It's like... Um, Alexa, well, what's happening when I perceive the moon to be close to me? The next full moon is on Monday, January 17th at 5.49 p.m. right now. The moon is waxing. The moon occurred on January 2nd. Well, that didn't help me at all. That wasn't helpful. Um, what's the question I'm asking? How, how like, because obviously the moon doesn't, I mean, the moon moves, but 
But it's not like the moon was a mile from the earth and then it was 360 right. miles. Yeah. It's that. I'm trying to think of a way to phrase it that Alexa might understand. Oh, yeah. Well, well, we can research this and figure it out for next time. Okay. I just thought this is so weird because it's all about perspective. Yeah. I saw a TikTok last night mm-hmm. of a girl who was like, is this a real picture? And she had held up a picture of like um, L.A. and you could see behind it mountains with snow and she was like i thought this was like a weird photoshopped thing but then i she saw it on twitter she was like then i went to the person's account and it's like this is like a real yeah like reporter this so this is a real picture well it could be the global um could be the warming thing well no a bunch of people from la just were like yes that's real why don't you know what la looks like well because i never want to go there (laughs) Literally, it's the biggest city I've never been to. I have no desire to be to. And she also was like, um, I did not know there were, like, um, (laughs) this is kind of on her. She was like, I did not know there were skyscrapers in L.A. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll scrape the sky with the stuff there in L.A. But she was like, I just think of, like, film sets or whatever. And they were like, it's so interesting the way people are because they're like, that is so stupid. Have you ever been to L.A.? Very dumb. Yeah, I went to L.A. I've been to L.A. one time. Did you like it? When I was in college. Um, Seems miserable to me. You know how angry I get driving in Waco? (laughs) Oh, my God. Never move anywhere else. Um, Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like probably now it's akin to living in Austin. Like, that's how the traffic is. Yeah, no thanks. We went to to the beach. I went with my college roommate, uh, one of my college roommates, and... Because her dad lived out there. And he was cool. Okay. And he had... No, I think they're all cool. That's not the problem. Right. I just wouldn't want to be there. Yeah. But they were in the circus, I think, his dad and her wife. That makes sense. His dad and his wife. His, Do you think that's a real, like a real dad. sustainable job to be in the circus? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, for a portion of your life, not forever. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because if you're like athletic and that's your job. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I'm surprised we don't hear about those motorcycle people dying more often. What motorcycle? They go in like a ball cage and they ride upside down and there's like four and like they don't hit each other. Yeah. It's, it's insane. I, yeah. Vim, that vim, must vim, be vim, really practical. Yeah. I bet too though you, you, you lock in at a speed mm-hmm. and then it's just you're on the cruise control and the, the physics takes then, care of it. Yeah. Oh, that's probably true. But still. Right. I mean, I do think there's some amount of like sort of bravery slash craziness that oh, one yeah. has to have. Yep. You wouldn't catch me trying it. So, nope. okay, well, um, last thing, because we're heading north in this journey. Uh-huh. I got to Wisconsin. Let me tell you, you know, I'm always, like, picking on Texas, and I hate the heat, and sure. the cold's the best, but no, that um, that that three degrees, that, that got to me a little bit this time. Three degrees? Yeah, it's just like, yeah, I don't know that I could do much in this. Oh, it was literally three degrees. Well, it got much colder after I left. It was, like, negative 20 last week, but. I don't get it. Ooh, that's hard. You that know, is, I just, I mean, I, I hate the heat here in the summer, but I thought I can still do what I need to do in the heat. Yeah. Like I'll be miserable and I'll cuss yeah. know, the whole way, but like and I can you, do like, it. like sweat all the like, way through a, it. There's a cold where you can't, you can't function. Yeah. That's how I, I mean, literally. And I guess there's like a heat, like it's like, you know, potentially there is a heat where you can't function. Right. Well. But it, we don't, that's not really that what That number's happens. a lot smaller for me than it is most people. What? Function number at the heat. Um, <laughs> I think about it. I do think about it, how growing up in Texas it was just like, 
oh, it's like 105 degrees. Okay. Okay. I, guess, I mean, that's what it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or I was, I was actually just telling our friend, shout out Lucy Hoppy, that um, like this summer at kids camp, uh-huh. they had originally wanted to have worship outside because uh-huh. um, of COVID and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then they were like, it was, it wasn't even that hot. Uh, I mean, I say that. What I mean by that is like, I think it was like 98 degrees. Okay. And they were like, the staff was just like, we have to move the worship inside. Yeah. And I was like, cause they were, they, they cited like, you know, for the kids, like it's too hot for them. And oh, I thought, yeah. and I thought all these kids are either from Texas or Louisiana. Like, well, I think that's from hell. They can, they can make it through. Like what has really happened is like, you can't make it because yeah. here's the thing. Guilty. They don't come here until, like, truly, it's always, like, the end of July, beginning of August. So they're not used to our heat. No, yeah. And it's like, why did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> you should have come in June. It's, like, it's hot, but it's, like, not so well, hot. it still kind of cools off at night, too, in June. Yeah, exactly. Be a huge difference. Yeah. Um, but if you're not used to it, it really, oof. like, it gets you. I, I decide I need a place that is kind of between 30 and 60 all year. That'd be perfect. Well, that's California, I think. Yeah. I'm not moving there. It gets hot there, though. Yeah, I'm not moving there. Okay. Guess what? What? Well, one thing I did over break. Yeah. Is I watched You've Got Mail Again. Okay. And I definitely wore the criticism that Kathy leveled. Which was what? Uh, well, kind of like the, the, um, the power broker guy. Puts her out of business. Right. And then, you know, kind of white knight thing. Yeah. And I don't want to put words in Kathy's mouth. She articulated better than that. But I, I did feel that. I'm like, this does kind of feel a little gross this time. Mm-hmm. So I get that critique. Here's one thing, though, that I noticed this time around mm-hmm. that I really appreciated. Okay. Because I feel like it probably is true of life, but it doesn't play well as a theme. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't just simply mean that opposites attract in that movie, but that um, people who you're not supposed to like end up having something you need. So like obviously Tom sure. makes Mike Ryan, but even like Greg Kinnear um, with Parker Posey, cause she's clearly the most villainous person in the movie. I think mm-hmm. I mean, she just has zero redemptive values, but like she takes interest in him and that like gets his attention. And uh, mm-hmm. I just see a lot of that throughout that movie. Yeah. And I like that part of it. Yeah. I do think there's something nice about that. Like learning, as a lesson and as a moment, like remembering that like the people who are different from us often have lessons, often have already internalized lessons that we need to learn because they're different than us, you know? Yeah. And I think too, even with Tom Hank and Meg Ryan's story, which again is for all the reasons been articulated, I think is, should be criticized, but like still it's true of life that, and yet there's some people who you feel like you're just supposed to not like, but for inexplicable reasons, you end up liking as humans. Yeah, I think, you know, maybe it's sort of a George Bush, Michelle Obama thing. Yeah. Like how they're always little besties. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it. That's good. There you go. That's a good example. Yeah. Well, I did enjoy that movie a lot, though, again. Good. I love that for you. I love that. I'm glad you got to watch it. Thanks for liking that for me. Sure. Um, I just have one other thing. So I listened to a podcast, like, like, what do you call that? Binged it while I was on the road. And I just looked up top high guys called Sweet Bobby. 
Yeah, oh yeah, you told me you told me you want to talk about this. It's about um, catfishing, which he did a little segment on what actually catfishing means and where it came from. Great. Even the name itself is a little disingenuous and almost ends up being catfish, which is interesting. Um, so it was like codfish were put in tankers to ship across the U.S. and they would get lazy and their their like um, meat would taste off then and people don't like it. Uh-huh. So they stuck a catfish in the tank to keep the cods on their toes, right? Really? Yeah. Um, but then it was like the guy was explaining that doesn't really mean what we mean it to mean. Um, but like um, somebody used the phrase one time getting catfished. And it just know. took off. Yeah, like it had a whole history of the phrase itself doesn't actually mean what it means, which he said maybe is so prudent. That right. catfishing actually means something it didn't really mean. Right. Um, okay, so this is where we go. I actually should say this. I also listened to another podcast right before break that Kelly Harp had sent me a long time ago on cancel culture. Okay. And I should give credit to the two ladies who did it. Um, but it was really good, and we've named this, but I think I found a way to kind of just as a general, like to come up with the principle. Okay. Which is, and they said this, cancel culture tends to thrive in places where the systems of justice fail. Mm-hmm. In communities where there isn't a mechanism for keeping people accountable. Where there aren't mechanisms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, yeah, that makes sense to me. So I was listening to this um, Sweet Bobby podcast, and it's like a live case, right? Like, oh. in the last episode, he had finally gotten contacted by the person who did the catfishing okay like and um so the person who had been catfished i don't want to ruin for people but had proximity to the catfisher they knew each other this is a big reveal like halfway through you figure it out okay and um the catfished the victim we would say sure um was still very broken and had gotten police involved the police were like Hmm. we're not gonna do this that's not really the thing we do which sure. the more or less I'm like yeah that's not i don't want my police wasting time on catfish stories sure um there was i want them doing a lot of there was one like statute doing. i don't know if you'd call it or whatever where it was like because she had divulged sexual things to this person uh-huh. that that could fall under criminal whatever right. and i'm like okay that's the thing but so I'm the like, catfish the catfished person was a woman the victim of the catfishing yes was Do you want woman. me to ruin it for you, though? No. Okay. Well, I don't. Just, I'll keep going. So, anyways. Okay, listener, we actually got cut off. A cord came unplugged. Um, so, what I was saying is that this story keeps unfolding, and this sense of, like, what sort of justice can be offered to this victim is asked. Mm-hmm. And I had a thought that I think the thing she probably ultimately needed was the podcast itself. Mm-hmm. That... Whoa, Alexa, coming at me. <laughs> that usually happens when one of the kids drop in and tells me something from their phones. But, um, oh. yeah, so I thought, well, here's a way in which I think that uh, a, a form of cancel culture could be helpful. Like, the collective imagination has this information now. Yeah. And can know the true story with nuance, not just like, oh, yeah, I believe you. Okay, sure. I'm going to keep watching TV now. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Well, and especially like that is, you know, sort of a, not that there weren't real feelings and people weren't actually injured, but like it's a sort of a low stakes situation. Yeah. Um, also though, and I don't want to do this cause it's like the victim, you should always, but I'm like, how do you be in a relationship for somebody for three years and never actually meet them? 
Three years? Yeah. I don't think I could do that. Yeah, I don't think so. I could either. I'm not blaming her, but I'm just like. I do think that it could be like an extended amount of time. Like, I think I could be like, you know, if it's like, oh, this emergency came up. I think I think I could probably go for like um, nine months to a year. Yeah, you know well, what that's mean? what kept happening is the catfish were like, oh, I, I got cancer. Oh, this happened. I can't travel or. Yeah, I was very manipulative. It and would, at some point, how do you stop the person from coming to you would be the thing. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's like, what happened. If the Oh, that's what it The victim finally found out where her alleged lover was, went to him. Guy answers the door and has no idea who she is. Ah. But she thinks she's been in a relationship for three years. That, I just, it is kind of strange to think about because it's like, I feel like my whole reality would crumble. It was. Like, what's real? Oh, it's it's very devastating if you listen to the thing. Yeah. Because you're wrapped up in it enough to know, not necessarily how she got there in terms of her choices, but that she is there and right. you're feeling it with her. Yeah. It's bad. I can imagine that. I can really imagine that. It is like, it's one of the, like I said, I, I said it's low stakes, but also it's like. It's low stakes, like, communally. Yeah. But personally, interpersonally, it's, like, it's pretty high stakes, you know? Well, and I think one of the other layers here is that, and I should be careful because I don't know what country of origin it would be, the India area, I would guess. Oh, okay. But whatever it was, my point is there's, like, an, I think a latent honor-shame culture at work. Mm-hmm. So, like, they interview the victim's father at the end, and he just, like, wants it to be right with the family. Yeah. He doesn't want the spotlight, you know, and it's just, like, that stuff's kind of hard because it's, like, no, she needs justice. Right, 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 right. So, anyways. Taylor, do you have anything for me? Well, I want to talk about Don't Look Up. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Listener, have you seen this movie? Don't Look Up. It's on Netflix. Yes. Lots of famous people in it. Can we hit pause for a second? Yeah. Okay, listener, I'm back. Thank you. Sorry for two interruptions now. Okay, don't look up. Netflix movie, a a parody of sorts. I will say this. Yeah. It's a parody of global warming. Not a parody. Yes, I I heard you say that yesterday but then you also said that when you watched it you kind of thought it was I totally had the virus in mind. COVID, yeah. And listeners, if you don't know, it's about um it's about differing attitudes and sort of the obnoxious nature of our culture's way of dealing with social issues through social media and things, but also kind well, of Well, it's the, about, so it's about two astronomers and one of them's a PhD candidate. So yeah. it's like they are figuring out. That a meteor is going to collide with the earth. Yeah. They found this meteor. They do the math. They find out what is going to collide with the earth at a certain time on a certain day. And, um, they try to warn people and it just like it just kind of falls apart um can we say spoiler alert because like i would really like to talk about the end yeah okay great so if you haven't watched the movie turn us off now turn us off and then maybe come back after you've watched it or you know just don't listen to our takes on the movie which is fine um because I know if I was listening to a podcast and they're like, come back and get our take, I would be like, no. Or I just wouldn't, you know? Yeah. Anyways. Um, so, uh, so the movie is, I think, very interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, and 
felt very funny, right? But uh-huh. also, like, I was devastated by it. Well, yeah, it seems to do both those things to people. Yeah. Um, because people just won't listen to science in the movie. I'd say that's the theme. Yeah. Is a refusal to listen to experts on the topic. Yeah, I, I think that's part of it is I felt like, oh, this is really happening. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, that was the thing that was kind of devastating. was yeah. like, this is a funny movie. I mean, it's also Jennifer Lawrence. Like, it's Timothy Chalamet, who I think is very funny. Yeah. Um, Jonah Hill, who's, I mean, hysterical. Wait, which one's Timothy Chalamet? Um, she, he's Jennifer Lawrence's. He's the Christian. He's Jennifer Lawrence's friend or boyfriend at the end of the. Well, oh, really? Fiance by the end of the movie. Yeah. He was in Beautiful Boy. He was. He was in a lot of things. He's been in a lot of things. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was a great. Uh, well, I think I would maybe just didn't not take the message seriously, but I spent more time laughing than I did worrying. I don't know if that was the right thing. I think I laughed for well the end was devastating but not like um I w- I will say I don't think the movie brought up any anxiety in me or yeah. anything like that. It just made me I was su- I was actually uh I'm very emotional but at the end of the movie I was surprised by how much emotionality well, I felt. Well the the last scene was really well directed I felt like. Yeah. Um in terms of and well like interpreted by the actors. Cuz you if you just put yourself in that scenario you probably would do something similar with your final moments absolutely that's probably how most people i think would choose to spend that time right okay so so um so what happens is i mean they just people don't listen essentially and they get swayed by because they have a chance to deal with it and fix it it and sort of like solve the problem before it becomes a problem um but the president then they let Steve Jobs solve it. Yeah, essentially is like swayed by, you know, a capital. I mean, like we're all capitalists. We a live tech in a capitalist gi- giant society. billionaire who's going to harvest the metals from the asteroid by breaking it up into manageable pieces that will hit the earth and be recovered. Right. And you could, I mean, I think it could be any of those guys, right? Yeah. It could be Steve Jobs. It could be Elon, could Musk. Be Elon Musk. It could be Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Like um, that person. Well, yeah, somebody like that. I think that. the the critique is like their inordinate, disproportionate power over a political decision that affects everybody in the world. Yeah, ever like literally everybody in the world. Yeah. Um, and they, I'm trying to think. Um, and so what eventually happens is all these people who've been trying to warn people make some crazy decisions on the way to the end of the movie. I think get a little, I think the um, commentary on like Leonardo DiCaprio's like reception versus Jennifer Lawrence's is also very interesting. Uh, people are sort of more. Yeah. About men and women. Yeah. Yep. People are sort of more. No, re- they did ready. all the themes in that movie. Yeah. Cause they also did. Um, what was I thinking about earlier? It was like another whole commentary in the way the world currently works. Uh, well, I did think it was really funny. At one point, they all get arrested, uh-huh. and um, there's it's like Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio have are, are colleagues that work together, uh-huh. but then they have this government, or they get connected with this government guy 
who works for NASA and he is a black man and he's at one point they all get arrested and he kind of is like okay everybody calm down the this man from NASA he's like everybody calm down like my skin just has more melanin than yours because your ancestors it's you know it's just it's very funny and also he is like he gets a lot of blame and he is a little he's received very similarly to the way Jennifer we, uh, Lawrence is received. One of the cuz who's that director? Do you remember? Adam McKay. Yeah, Adam McKay. He's funny. Yeah. And so like one of the just deadbeat um not deadbeat. One of the the drums he kept beating for like a shtick was um Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> they cut to her and she'd still be talking about getting charged for the water and the Oh my gosh. We laugh so hard. The, uh, yes, that the general like that kind of quirky humor. Yes. <laughs> I loved that theme. That the general is like like charge them for yeah. snacks and they're free or whatever. Yeah. But that her inability hysterical. to give it up, like you know that person. Uh-huh. Who like the world's ending and that's what they're talking about. Yeah, I think it's me. I think I am that person. <laughs> um and so then but at the at the end of the day what they do is like have dinner. Um, it's, I, it's really beautiful. They like on the, they sort of intersperse it with the way things are happening at the end of the world. Well, and I always find Hollywood's attempt at meaningful discourse around religion pretty trite. Uh-huh. Even, even well-intentioned ones. Uh-huh. I thought the prayer was beautiful. I thought so too. That that's pretty good. I thought so too. Honest. And I thought, I thought that's probably a person people can resonate with. Yeah. Like he, you know, at first he like tells her like, yeah, I'm, He's my parents raised me evangelical. Yeah. I feel like a sincere one. found my way back to it, my own way. And, and then he's like, and don't tell anybody like, it's a secret. Like, cause he's like sort of embarrassed cause he knows that like other people, you know, I don't know what the embarrassment is that other people would judge him, that other people yeah. have been, that the people he knows have been hurt by the church that, you know, yeah. Uh, I have no clue what it is, but at the end, they like, he goes back to his wife who's having an affair. He was having an affair on and his two sons who seem to like really, really love him. Um, what do you think? Is you think he's a, a nine or a six? Uh, Leo DiCaprio's character? Uh-huh. Oh, that's tough. I don't know that I would have had enough data on him. But it's very clear that for most of his life, he's been, like, a pretty devoted, like, family. Yeah. That he's really loved his wife and loved his children and been present in their lives. And so they all have dinner with Jennifer Lawrence and her, Timothy Chalamet, her fiancé. He proposes to her, like, on the way there. And, um, And then the guy from NASA also. Yeah. And as it... You know, they just try to have a like, have table fellowship and have a conversation and be as together. the world ends. Yeah, and be together. Well, there you have it, folks. Yeah. See the movie; it's fun. It's free. Well, it's what free did too. and what did you? Yeah, I think you're right. That right that that's what most people, maybe not most people, but that's probably what I would want to do. Yeah, I mean, if I knew there was no way to survive and anything would be futile. Yeah. I think. Yeah. That that would be the vibe. Yeah. I would probably research exactly how death was going to happen and make sure that that could be the most comfortable experience for, especially if my kids were. Right. You know, I'd want, there'd be a ton of anxiety and fear and 
I'd want to be reassuring them in the final moments, and this is really drab conversation all of a sudden. Yeah. But. But, right, that. That would probably be my number one focus. Right, yeah, if there was some other way. And then what did you think about the, like, the ship, like, the president and the. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, that seems conceivable that the richest people in the world would come up with some dumb idea to get off the planet in a hypergenic freeze machine and right. live and it would blow up in space actually that's not what happens but that's what would happen in real life it wouldn't work right right they would just and so, certainly i don't feel like they'd be able to make it to a planet that no. could sustain life it's funny take on things though well and just so clearly like the commentary, at least, was like, yeah, these people do not care about other people. Yeah. So. They don't think about them. Well, there you have it, folks. I was a little surprised by how, like, um, I, I felt like Meryl Streep and Jonah Hill were definitely, it was supposed to be like a Trumpy comparison. Felt like a little on the nose to me. Yeah, I wonder if they're conscious of that stuff. And, like, obviously, she's a female president. Right, yeah. Like, to... To have the analog at work, but to steer of it so you can keep as many viewers as you can. Yeah. But I can't imagine that people who were getting picked on for the perspective of the movie would watch it. True. That's Although true. I read some articles that talked about how it really goes after liberal media members, too. Yes. How the movie does. That's what it felt. I didn't... Um, it definitely leaned left, but I didn't feel... Like, there are movies that it's like, who could even watch this, really? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I didn't feel that way about this one. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. There it is. It's a free one. I hope it, I mean, it's definitely worth watching. Do you? Yeah, I think so. Well, Taylor, guess what time it is. Time for um, a, uh, why can't I think of the word? Commercial? A commercial? Sponsor. Our sponsor. Time for a sponsor. Taylor. Yeah. Guess where I went for the very first time two nights ago. Where? To the brand new state-of-the-art supermarket in the Singer Heights neighborhood. Yeah. Pogo Logo Supermercado. Pogo Logo Supermercado. What you were just telling me means what? Uh, a little crazy. A little crazy supermarket. Pogo Loco. It's really nice. You could Is sit it? down in there and have a whole dinner. There's like a seating space, like a restaurant area. I'm I don't want to call it a restaurant, but it's like, you know, you could you get a meal there. There's tables, there's chairs. Yeah. Someone it's, called it like a cafeteria. Yeah, cafeteria. That's a good description. They've got all of your cooking needs. Um, I got some buns, some American cheese, and a Coca-Cola classic. Oh. I am so excited. I was talking to Adair about it. Uh-huh. Because I don't know why, but H-E-B feels so far away. I agree. It's like not far, but... We use the Jubilee lot too, though. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be supporting both places. Yeah, of course. So, uh, but Poco Loco Supermercado is on 1320 North 25th Street here in Waco. They're open to 10 p.m. daily, and they've got all the best things, including those religious Mary candles you might want to buy. I love those. Um, I'm obsessed with Mary. Well, she's a big part of the Christian story, so. <laughs> um, so we suggest going there. Um, I'd tell you to call them, but I don't think they'd do you much good. Just go visit them. Yeah. They've got all your needs, probably some unique ingredients you can only get there, I bet. Yeah. Or at least the quantity of them that you're looking for. Right, I'd imagine. Some brands that only they carry for sure. 
Great. So I highly recommend the Poco Loco Supermercado. They've done a great job of restoring the building too. And the parking lot got oh. re- repaved. Yes. Everything looks super Everything great. looks great. Very clean, nice staff, friendly ambiance, a review mm-hmm. says. I'm so excited. Um, I haven't been yet. Another review says, great selection of fresh produce, meat, and Mexican food. It's exciting. It's exciting. I've heard it has. It, they have a good mole, which is really a sign of like. I don't even know what that is, but that sounds great. Yeah, a place. And we're back. We're back. Well, Taylor. Yeah. This is the part of the show where we talk about the year and we remember. Yeah. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I wrote some trivia for my game night at my my um, New Year's party. Uh huh. For the final round, I'm going to just give you this trivia. It's 10 questions, five categories, 50 Uh questions. Okay. And um, the first category is called In Memorandum. Ooh, okay. All right. Ready? I guess you didn't have time to put Betty White in it. Well, Taylor. Oh, great. Okay. The golden girl who was taken right at the buzzer. Betty White. Question number one. How impressive and up-to-date was that? She died at like noon that evening. There was a game. That was the first question. Wow. I wrote it like 4 o'clock. That is impressive. I'm on Twitter. I'm I'm up to date. It was funny though because Cream was here and there's like two or three of these people. He's like, what? I didn't know they died. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) One was Betty White. He wasn't on social media that day. Right. Okay, number two. Desert Storm Hero and W. Bush Secretary of State. Colin Powell. Yep. Beloved children's author who gave us Ramona Quimby and her sister Beatrice. Oh, gosh. I can't think. Who is it? Landline. Landline. No, uh, what do you call his phone a friend? Phone a friend. Uh, yes, please. Beverly. Beverly. Cleary. Beverly Cleary. Yes. All right. Saved by the Bell nerd screech powers. Oh, Dust, Dustin Hoffman? No. Diamond. Dustin Diamond. The surprising Christian convert who is probably most famous for her Brad Pitt Tom Cruise vampire book. Oh. Oh, wait. She wrote a book which became a movie that starred them. Yes. Yes. I remember all those facts, and I don't remember that person's name. Anne. Oh, Anne Rice. Minute Maid Rice. Okay, he hit more home runs than Babe Ruth and less than Barry Bonds. Um, more than Babe Ruth, less than Barry. Bonds. The one individual. Um, I don't know. I, Who baseball's is hard for me. Henry Hank Aaron. Henry Hank Aaron. Yes, of He course. got obliterated by Reagan in 84 for promising, among other things, he'd raise taxes if elected. Dukakis? You know what? Everybody has said that that's taking this quiz. Dukakis? No. And it's, um, oh. Here's the hint I give everybody. Reagan won every single state, 49 and 50, except for this state. because he was from it. The governor there? I don't know if he was governor or senator. Oh. The state was Minnesota. I'll give you that hint. 84. So was Dukakis 80? He was 88. It was Dukakis versus Bush. H.W. Bush. Oh. Oh. Interesting. Um, Give up? Yeah. Walter Mondale. Oh, Mondale, yeah. Okay. The songwriter who reshaped American musical theater in the second half of the 20th century. Sondheim? Yep. Stephen Sondheim. Mm -hmm. Feminist icon who explored how race, gender, economics, and politics are intertwined. A woman or a man? Woman. Did Gloria Steinem die this year? No. Um. She died. Oh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. No. Oh, what is happening? Who is this? Bell Hooks. Oh, Bell Hooks. Of yeah. course, of course. Yeah. All right. 
Last one. South Africa's Nobel Peace Prize winning icon who championed peace and opposed apartheid. Oh, and he just died? Yep. Um, he just died. Oh, Desmond Tutu. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We said, I'm moving to sports, second category. Okay. Okay. We, um, we said this. I said this. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong. I wrote this question. To confirm what we said, which means I didn't research it when I wrote it, but somebody corrected me at night. <laughs> okay. So I'll, you can see if you can answer our wrong answer and I'll tell you the right answer. Okay. Playing a sport that is sometimes accused of lacking parity, this four seed stunned the women's basketball world when they claimed a national championship. Oh, we said Arizona. Yeah, they lost to Stanford in the championship. Stanford. They beat UConn, who had beaten Baylor. And then they lost yeah. to... Okay, ready? Yeah. An inch too close. His toe touched the line as he launched a two-pointer to tie the Bucks in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference semifinals. Oh, I can't remember. You want to call Elliot Cry? <laughs> yes. Kevin Durant. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes, of course. Okay. Not insignificant that this MLB team won the World Series the same year that Hank Aaron died. The Braves. Yes. This international soccer super champion took his talents from Barcelona to Paris. All their names are the same. Yep. Messi. Messi. Perhaps the largest Olympic story of the United States was that this heavy favorite withdrew from competition because of her mental health concerns. Yeah, Simone Biles. Number six. They became the first mid-major to be given a college football championship bid. A bid. Uh, Cincinnati? Yes. Okay. The New York Yankees and the Chicago White Sox played a game in this unusual field, or in an unusual field in Iowa to commemorate this iconic film. Um, if you build it, they will come, which is not the name of the but movie. But that's the right movie. Right. Um, field of Dreams. Yep. Yeah. The late, great John Madden popularized this triple bird Thanksgiving treasure. The Trudekin? Yep. Wow. That didn't happen this year, but he just also died. So right, that. yeah. This iconic coach is doing it one last time as a Blue Devil as he announced his retirement at the conclusion of the 2022 basketball season. Uh, coach Coach K? Yep. This 50-year-old record-setting golfer won his sixth major championship in Hawaii this year. Mickelson? Yep. Well, good job in sports. Thank you. Okay, ready? Category number three, newsworthy. Uh-huh. This major maritime passage was clogged up when a ship turned sideways and got stuck. Okay. Thank you for asking this question because it was the Suez Canal? Yes. Okay. I thought so. I was talking about it with the 5th and 6th graders recently. And you're trying to remember what canal was? I was like, I'm pretty sure it's the Suez Canal. I thought it was Panama too at first, but it was Yeah. Okay. The Pentagon declassified 70 years of info on these mysterious enigmas, both encouraging and further confusing enthusiasts. Aliens. Nope. Close. What? Close. UFOs. Yes. Okay. All conventional Wall Street wisdom went out the window in January when a group of Reddit users teamed up to send the value of this company soaring. GameStop. Yep. Harry and Meghan blew British minds when they gave long-form interview to this TV icon. Oprah. Yep. This senator became one of the most viral memes for his textile and posture at President Biden's inauguration. Um, Bernie Sanders. A pair of new U.S. senators changed the political future of America when they both emerged as victorious in a runoff election in this state. Oh, Georgia. I was about to give there. Trump's list of 11th hour pardons included crony Steve Bannon and this Miami rapper who pled guilty to gun possession. A Miami rapper. 
I don't know which rapper is it. Who is Lil Wayne? Lil Wayne is from Miami. That's what my information told me. Interesting. I mean, I'm sure it's true. <clears throat> I just I don't. I think I thought he had Houston ties somehow. All right. Crime sleuths became enthralled with the real-time story of this 22-year-old female who turned up dead in the Grand Tetons National Park in July. Was her name Gabby? Yes. I can't think of the last pa- name. Pa? T. I don't know if it's Patino. Gabby Patino? Petito? Panino? Patino. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Troubles brew on the border of Russia as intelligence reports thousands of troops and military equipment is accumulating in the border of this neighboring country. Ukraine? Yes. Travelers grew frustrated on the East Coast as shortages of this controversial commodity changed their summer plans. Gas. Yes. Alien. Entertainment. Okay. You did good on that one, too. Thank you. 13 years, this pop icon was freed from her conservatorship. Britney Spears. Reunited in love, hey, the, you reunited in love. These actors became or came back together after A. Rod and Jennifer Gardner didn't work out. Um, Ben Affleck and and Jennifer Lopez. Yep. Cinematographer Halen Hutchins lost her life when Alec Baldwin discharged a firearm on the yes. set of this would-be film. I don't know the name of the Rust. Film. Rust. After six years of marriage, this lifestyle icon divorced this failed presidential hopeful rapper. Oh, um, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Mobs at a Travis Scott concert in Houston leave 10 dead inside this venue. Astro World. This Avenger got her vengeance on Disney when she sued them over revenue stream misunderstandings. Scarlett Johansson. In a struggle to fill Alex Trebek's shoes, Jeopardy has already moved on from Mike Richards and is now splitting duty between Ken Jennings and this Big Bang Theory alum. Jim Parsons? I don't know. Mayim Bilek? Oh, yeah. Blossom? Yeah, Blossom. Are they too fast? Are they too furious? It doesn't matter anymore because these long time, or this long-time feud between the two Mr. Clean lookalikes is now over. Vin Diesel and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yep. This comedian's Netflix special drew criticism for its cavalier treatment of the transgender community. This comedian. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Yep. Yeah. All right, miscellaneous. You ready? Yeah. Last category. Yeah. This hurricane struck the shores of Louisiana in August. Ike? Close. So close. Three letters, right first letter. <coughs> oh, wow. Um, Ina. Oh, so close. Right first letter and last letter. Oh, gosh. Ida. Ida. Okay. This man became the richest American and then some, even beating out Rockefeller with adjustments for inflation. Elon Musk? Yes. Yeah. This meme-based cryptocurrency barked loudly at Wall Street, reaching a near $100 billion in value at its peak. <laughs> Dogecoin. The power of these two monster titans drew us back to theaters as they squared off in this iconic remake. Uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Yes. Nobody's gotten this right. Next question. Okay. Dr. Seuss and this Toy Story star were just two of the latest casualties propped up in a culture war. Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Thanks. This one-shot vaccine was approved, halted, then brought back again to save lives. Johnson & Johnson? President Biden added this federal holiday to our calendars this year. Uh, Indigenous People's Day? Close. Martin Luther King Day? Nope. 
I'll give you the the month. Okay. June. Oh, um, Juneteenth. Yeah. Podcast giant Joe Rogan champion taking this puzzling pharmaceutical solution. Oh gosh, what's it called? Um, the stuff, the horse stuff, ivermectin. Ivermectin. As the mystery of the American entertainment palette was deepened, or <laughs> no, the mystery of the American entertainment palette was deepened when this TV show full of ferocious felines and Oklahoma would be politicians got a second season. Tiger King. <laughs> yep. Last question. Okay. American ergonomic productivity, human decency, and intelligence all reached peak levels when this social media giant and all of its servers went down for six hours. Facebook. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. You did really good, Taylor. Thank you. Well, that was my way to summarize the year. That was so fun. Yeah. All that happened. That's crazy. What do you you think about 2021? How will you put it in the record books? I think it might be the most challenging year of my life. Really? Yeah. I think I think it was like the swings, like that. There were moments that were so good. Do you know what I mean? Uh huh. Because it really was like we got um, for a minute. It looked like it was all gonna be over soon. Yeah. Um, and then it just wasn't. You know. I think the I'm calling it the vaccine letdown. Uh-huh. I think that hit me hard. Yeah, and it's not even really the vaccine. It's like the people that wouldn't take it. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, I don't know, though. Like, what, if everybody had taken the vaccine, does that mean the variants wouldn't have developed? Um, I, that's, I, I mean, you know, I think it's fair to say we don't know. I mean, I think it's fair to say, like... Where's Emily Smith when we need her? I know, truly. Um, but that was really disappointing, and I think culturally, I don't... Um, I don't think we all handled each other well as we like transition sort of back into, you know, like the beginning of 20, it's so strange to think back to the beginning of 2021 and like we, you know, none of us were working in the office and a lot of, I mean, I mean like sort of generally like people were still at home doing work from home stuff and I don't know that everyone was their best selves as we sort of made the transition into like still living a pan in a pandemic, but also like sort of the expectation was that you wouldn't behave like that or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That we would continue, that we would go back to living a normal life or whatever. I will say I'm calling to look or 2020 in the collective sigh Mm. of disappointment. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I noticed a few things. Number one, it takes a long time for me to understand my own mental health and what's happening. Mm-hmm. But I have noticed some productivity things that are down. Yeah. Um, like uh, my Goodreads list, I didn't hit my goal. I usually exceed it. Right. Of course. It. You like uh, read so often. I read 23 books this year. Uh-huh. Um, usually I do about 36. Right. Um. I think product. I think um, motivation is kind yeah, of hard to come by. Hard. Yep, I just yeah, and I think part of it for me is like I just don't feel like I can get anything off the ground because it's another form of some stranglehold coming because of the pandemic in one way or another. 
it's never gonna stop yeah that's how it feels especially yeah. um um yeah things didn't ever quite feel back to normal yeah so uh yeah i i think i'm looking forward to 2022 um i do think i need a um a big break um so i'm looking forward to sabbatical yeah and hoping that can be a productive time um and it's the thing is so hard i think the thing that's hard about 2021 is like I had so many really, really great times. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I had so much fun. I've, like, made new friends this year. It's been really great. Um, I bought a house in 2021. Is you that know? this year? Yeah. And so that, like, all that stuff is just, like, really exciting. Yeah. And it was. At the time, it was exciting. Like, do you know what I mean? It wasn't, it's not, like, the doom and gloom of anything, like, tempered the moments that were fun and exciting like but when you look back on the year it's just like uh, i don't know not great <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah i wonder if part of that is because we can't develop rhythms right now yeah yeah yes like life isn't dependable that's been hard i think truly it's like rhythms are really important for me like to have oh on mondays i do this on tuesdays i do this like yeah. That stuff is really important to me, like, thriving, you know? And so not being able to really have those as much. And for such a portion of the year, it's like, well, I'm not even really leaving my house. Right. That was hard. Sure. Um, and I do, I mean, I really appreciate being back in person on Sundays. Yeah. But even, even that, I think for me, church has been hard this year because it's just... Yeah. It's a slow build again. Yeah. And people, yeah, people feel a lot of things. And I think sometimes it's, no, it's not hard to honor the things that they feel. Uh -huh. But it's like the repercussion of like feeling the things that need to be honored is like, kind of painful do you know um yeah. but not in a way that i'm like stop it or mad at anybody but just it's like the reality of the moment you know yeah so well i can um for the carnies i can name a couple of things that are big this year okay great we, we got a foster placement in march we had three this year actually yeah two short ones and then one we've had since march mm. so that has been large yeah um, I started exercising ways I really enjoy this year. So I got a mountain bike, which was fun. It was yeah. a supply chain issue. And um, now this isn't just 2020, but all of 2021, I played Frisbee with Roy and his friends. Yeah. And that was probably the biggest source of new joy. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get to take a great family trip this year. Mm-hmm. Saw f six new national parks I'd never seen. That's amazing. Got to part of the Northwest I'd never been. Mm -hmm. Got there in record hot days. 115 degrees. Oh, yeah. Were you up there when, like, bridges were breaking and stuff? Uh, were bridges breaking? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were, uh, they, I mean, up in, like, Seattle or Portland, there was a bridge that, like, they could, it wasn't like it broke, broke, but they couldn't, 
drive on it and stuff because it like cracked. Oh, I don't remember that. Hey, mom. Um, oh, listener, I have to take a pause here. Okay, listener, we're back. Okay. We had a uh, car seat. Yeah. Issue to resolve. So, Very easily um, resolved, I think. Well, I, I it was 115 in the night we were in Portland. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it wasn't like people drove into the sea or anything like that, but like their was. infrastructure was like cracking. Well, when we were in Washington, like the governor went on saying we have an emergency because only 40% of the state has air conditioning. Oh. We were in a hotel in Portland, which had great air conditioning. Good, that's it good. It felt obnoxious to be using it, but like... No. Well, I mean... Well, like, if it was 115 degrees... I know, but like the reason it's 115 is because we're burning energy and like we're burning energy re- relentlessly to keep that cool, you know? Yeah. That kind of thing. I don't know. It's a, I don't it's ever... It's catch-22. I do think growing up in Texas, it's like... I just think of, ener- of ele- like air conditioning as like a necessity. Yeah, I mean, it really is in that kind of weather. Right, yeah. I mean, you could literally heat stroke and stuff, but... Um, but that was beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of good things in 2021. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I bought my house. Yeah. I feel like we've got new people at UBC. I've made new friends and have some fun new traditions. And it's been, yeah, we went, we went to the river two times, which was really nice. Yeah. Um, your place. My place, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, lots of new and, like, wonderful things. Um, we've, you know, we've, like, started having people into the house more as the year has gone on, like, more and more. and Yeah, we haven't really found our stride with hosting yet. Yeah. We need to figure that out. And it's weird now because of the Omicron. It's like, is it bad to have people over again? Exactly. That's the problem with these variances. I know. So, well, hey, one more thing. This is relevant. So okay. I've seen the CDC is now recommending jokes all over the internet. Yes. But what was the the instigator? Did they give, like, say something confusing or, like, say we don't know or something? Yeah, I don't know, actually. That's a great question because I think it just was like... um there was a lot of, I think there was a number of things that influenced it. One is that, like, it's confusing. Like, what are they recommending? I don't even know. Yeah. Um, but also, I think that um, there was so many recommendations all kind of back to back that it was just, like, that it became a meme, I guess. Yeah. That was a funny one, though. Okay, listeners. Well, that um, that's twenty twenty one. Unless you have any other stories you want to talk about from the year, I don't think so. But I am sabbatical planning, so if you guys have any recommendations for me, <laughs> not that that's how sabbaticals. I work. would say go to the Great Lakes. That's but the only place okay. that matters. Yeah, I will probably go to my version of the Great Lakes. Yeah. All right, friends. Until next time. Bye.